I love doing these solo episodes, and this is about to be awesome. And I attended something awesome earlier this week. I attended the Running Man Festival in Kingston, Georgia. It was Tuesday through Thursday, and it was put on by All Day Running Company and Jesse Itzler. And it was one of the coolest events I've ever attended. It was it was close to like Cartersville, Georgia, and they rented out this farm that was like a thousand acres, and like everyone was camping. Like there were no RVs. Like everyone was camping. Everyone was like eating out of food trucks. Like the world's largest sauna was there. Um, a bunch of like cold tubs. But the best part, for sure, was the people. Like the people that I met there were were uncommon. Like it, you, the festival was Tuesday through Thursday, so it was right in the middle of the week. And like you, you have to camp out. And also, like the thing costs like eight hundred dollars to attend. So like if you were at this event, like you sacrifice some things to be able to be at this event. And like everyone I talked to and all the relationships that I made, like everyone was just so full of energy and just had like a positive outlook on life. And I don't think I met anyone from Georgia. Like everyone that I met was either from like California, New York, Miami, like people from outside of the country, like all flew in to take time out of their life to attend this event. And I remember just sitting there thinking like, this is why I came here. Like, this is why I sacrificed time and money to be able to be at this event so I could meet these people. And I'll never forget that feeling that I felt when I pulled up to the event. Cause you pull up and you're on top of this hill and like the setup is at the bottom and it was an immaculate setup. Like you had all the tents, you had the big stage, you had the world largest sauna, all the cold plunges and all like the slip sides. And there was a couple thousand people there and it was kind of a little bit intimidating, but like it, it felt good. Like I had butterflies. Like I felt like I was about to go play a game. And I remember sitting there in the truck, like, damn, like this is exciting. And I remember kind of being nervous, but I just remember telling myself like, you are about to have so much fun and you're about to meet so many people that are going to change your life. And I decided to make a decision. I was like, I'm just going to go in here trying to be the most helpful and curious version of myself that I can be. And that's exactly what I did. Like when I would meet people, I wouldn't talk about me. I wouldn't talk about like what I got going on. I was genuinely curious about what they had going on in their life. And the people I met and like the stories and their journeys, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, people from all parts of the world with just amazing stories. And it was incredible to hear like what they've gone through, even just to get to the event, what they've gone through, but like what they've gone through in life to become like the person that they are today and like what they're working on now. And it was, I mean, it was incredible. I met so many selfless people and so many just like intriguing people to learn about. And I just remember going back to the tent that first night thinking like, wow, like this is incredible. Like I've already met so many just amazing people. And I've already felt like inspired and motivated just because like of the energy people were giving off. Like no one was in a bad mood. Like everyone just was full of energy and just like full of life. But on that second day, the race day, I had two things happen that, I mean, ultimately I think changed the course of my life. So I spent the past like two months training to run this marathon at this event and being in football shape and like running shape are two different things. So like I'm relatively new to like long distance running and my goal going into this event was to run my first marathon and I was prepared for it, like mentally, physically, like I was ready for it. And the night before, Jesse kind of challenged like the whole group, like everyone there to like, hey, like push past your limits, like try to go that extra mile, see what you can do. And Tuesday before the race day, I met this kid named Jeremy and he was from New York. Awesome guy. And we started talking and he was like, yeah, I came here to run the marathon. And we started talking about pace and like his pace was just a little bit better than mine. So I was like, all right, awesome. I like, I'm gonna run this marathon with you. And after Jesse talked, 
like to us that night, Jeremy and I got together. He's like, dude, he's like, I think I'm gonna go for it. He's like, I, I'm gonna run the 50K. And I was like, all right, like if you're gonna run it, like I'm gonna run it with you. So now the plan was to run a 50K. So we woke up that morning feeling good, found Jeremy before the race, and we started out on this journey. And a 50K is 31 miles and a marathon is like 26.2. So I was like, all right, it's not that much more. And the entire time, like, it was honestly pretty fun. Like, usually I run with like AirPods in and I'll listen to a podcast or music, but like, I didn't even bring them. And Jeremy and I, I kind of got like this whole life story on this run because like when you're running for a couple of hours, like, you know, you start talking about different things and just met so many cool people on the course. Like the energy was so high, like people going around, just so much encouragement, so much enthusiasm, just like high fives everywhere. And it was honestly, it was like really fun. Like I didn't get as tired as I thought I would get. Like the furthest I ever ran before that race day was 20 miles and I hit a wall at like mile 17. But like I looked down and like we were on mile 20 and like we were still cruising. Now we were going at an easy pace, but like it was fun. And our plan was to run this marathon and then take like a 10 minute break, you know, to kind of get our legs back underneath us to be able to finish this 31 mile, this 50 K. And during the break, like I lost Jeremy, like we kind of just went our separate ways to like different rest stations and I couldn't find him. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to try to catch him on the course. So I started back running it. And at this time, like my legs were dead. Like I was like, I mean, I had thoughts of like, all right, dude, like I said, I came here, I said I was going to run the marathon, like I already completed the marathon. Like I was having those thoughts. Like I was like, you know, like I did what I said I was going to do. I was like, no, I can't do that. So I I went another lap. So like each lap was a mile. So I was like, I'm going to go try to find Jeremy. And I ran another lap and I couldn't find him. And I came back to the rest station and like he still wasn't there. And I was like, all right, like I think this is it. Like I remember like drinking some water and I went to like go sit down like on the ground, like at the race, at the rest station. And I was just sitting down there. Like I couldn't feel my legs. Like my legs just were so like pumped up with blood and like my back was hurting. And I was like, this is like, all right. I was like, I ran over what I said I was going to do. Like I already accomplished more than I said I was going to do when I first came here. And there was this kid on the course that was competing in the race and his name is Raphael and he was in a wheelchair. And there was two guys that came with him and they're from New Jersey. One guy's from New Jersey and one guy's from Florida. And these two guys are the most selfless people and they have no idea the impact that they left on me. But they get together and they take like challenge kids like this to do extreme sports. And earlier in the race, like I passed him and I ended up pushing him just one lap, which was a mile because I was like, this is awesome. Like, and I remember telling him like any way I can help, like anytime I can push, like, let me know. And I remember sitting there after I got done with mile 27 and it was like, this was the first time I've seen Raphael after I think I pushed him to like mile five when I was feeling good. You know, like I was full of energy. I had momentum. Like I could easily push him around the lap. And I remember sitting there at mile 27 and this was, I mean, this is when I decided, I was like, all right, like I'm done. Like I came here, I did more than what I said I was going to do. And then I saw Raphael come up to the rest station and these two guys that were pushing him like the entire time, like they were dead, they were shot. And I don't know what came over me, but I just had a sudden burst of energy. And I just remember getting up and I just remember, I was like, all right, let me help, let me help. And we took off again and we went around the one lap and I really wasn't like, I had no idea how far, like I was about to push them. But like, all I knew is I wanted to help these guys. Like I could see how tired they were. Like the reason that these guys did this race wasn't for them to complete this race. They wanted to help Raphael complete this race. And I remember just being tired and sitting there thinking I'm about to quit. And then I saw how tired those guys were. And I knew that they were way more tired, way more shot than I was. I was like, no, like I'm about to help these guys. So we pushed him one lap and I really wasn't planning. Like I didn't know how far I was about to go. And then we get the one lap and he's like, all right, 
And the guy pushing was like, all right, we got one more lap to get him to a marathon. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I, like, I wasn't planning on going two laps. I was like, but let's go again. And I told myself, I was like, all right, I can go one more lap. Like, I can get Rafael to this finish line. And it's not like we were pushing, like we were doing all the work. Like, Rafael, like, had these things that he would push down, like, with his arms to help, you know, the wheelchair go faster. And he was pushing so hard. And I just remember, like, I should be more tired than I am right now, but I'm not. And I think the reason I wasn't as tired is because... Like, I wasn't focused on me. I didn't care how tired I was. All I cared about was getting Rafael to that finish line. And I could just see, like, how much he wanted to. And once we got past that finish line to finish the marathon, he was like, I want to I want to do the 50K. And, like, we didn't hesitate. There was five more miles. And we had, I think, 45 minutes to get in until, like, the race was over. And I just remember we all kind of, like, looked at each other and were like, let's get him to it. And just, like, Rafael's determination to do that and the support from other people I mean, it was contagious. Like, you fed off of that energy. And I remember, like, we just pushed him. So we had five more laps, and I only pushed him four. Um, they finished the final lap with him, and it was just, it was incredible. Like, the energy around him, the energy he radiated was just, it was contagious. And I remember, like, I was running, and I was like, I should be way more tired than I am. But, like, I wasn't focused on how tired I was. I wasn't focused on t- how tired I was because I wasn't thinking of me. All I was thinking about is we got to, you know, we got to get Rafael to this finish line. We got to help him achieve this goal that he has. And I remember crossing the finish line with him at 50K, and it was it was one of the best feelings I've had in a long time. And I remember, like, we just all hugged each other, and just, like, it was just the smile on his face. I was like, that, that's why I did it. Like, that's, like... And I didn't feel tired. Like, I felt full of energy at that point. Like, that's the best I felt the entire race was when I saw him smile once we finished. And I was like, that's that's why I did it. And I remember walking back to, like, to the tent and that walk. That walk took longer than the marathon just because my legs. That's when I it finally sank in. I was like, oh, yeah, like, this, this hurts. And I just remember sitting in a chair. And I sat in the chair for, like, an hour. And I just, like, almost took a nap. But I was really just thinking. And I was thinking, I was like, like, I, I was so close to quitting. Like I, I kind of made the decision. I was like, all right, I'm done. When I was sitting there, I was like, I came, I did more than I said I was going to do. Like I gave myself an excuse. Like I justified it by saying I, I did more than I came to do. And I started to think, I was like, why did I get that sudden burst of energy at mile 27, you know, to get Raphael to 31 miles? Like what came over me? Cause I was that, like I, I was about to quit. I was like, why did I make the decision to not quit? Like I really started to think about that. And I've heard this my entire life growing up, but like having a purpose bigger than yourself. I mean, it just came to real life for me right there. When I was sitting down about to quit, like I just had this sudden burst of energy because I saw two guys living that out. Like they weren't running this race for personal accolades. Like they weren't, they weren't doing it for the, the congratulations and the pictures at the end. They were doing it for Raphael because that smile on his face and the determination he had to finish that 50K, like that's why they were doing it. And seeing those two guys push to their limit to get him there, like something just came over to me and like, if they can do it, I can do it too. And like when we were running, like I was dead. Like I was like, I was about to quit, but like I wasn't tired when I was pushing Raphael for those last six miles. Like I just didn't get tired because I wasn't focused on myself. Like I didn't give in to myself. I wasn't focused on how tired I was. All I cared about was getting Raphael to that finish line. And that just proves of like, you're capable of so much more when you're not focused on yourself. Like you can do so much more when you're not doing it for personal gain. Like when you're thinking of somebody else, like you can tap into a new level. You can go that extra mile when it's not about you. Like when you put something bigger than you, when you're working towards something bigger than you, like I think God will help you. I feel like God gave me extra energy and extra boost 
to get to help them get Rafael to that finish line. Like I, no way would I have finished that race. No way would have I have finished that 50k by myself. Like for personal gain, I wouldn't have finished it. Like I know that for a fact. I would have quit. I would have quit right there. But seeing two guys exemplify that in real life, it just something came over me and it gave me the energy to help those guys get Rafael to 50k. And that was just one of two things that really changed the way I want to live my life. And if you can't tell, last Wednesday was a very like impactful day for me. So later that day, after a lot of recovery, we had like the main main event on the big stage. And Jesse came on before the main event started and was like, hey, I want to share something with y'all that was brought to me a couple months ago. He said, so the past five years, we've had like an intern that kind of stayed with us and helped us along this whole journey. And he introduced, he was like, this is Amanda McCrate. She's from New York. She reached out to me and kind of sent, like submitted her like build your life resume and has been helping us out the past five years. And it went on to say that Amanda's been documenting this entire journey really without them knowing much like of her document and just like the little moments. But she's been documenting this entire journey from the very beginning until when she stopped working for them like a year ago. So the past year, Amanda's been working on this project and kind of took all of those clips that she documented from the journey and put it into basically like a five episode series. And she brought it to them. And her mind is so creative, like a beautiful mind. And she brought it to Sarah and Jesse and presented it to them. And the whole thing was basically her calling her shot to work for them. Like she started documenting because she had a decision to make. She was in college and she needed to make the decision whether to go another four more years in college to have another, a very secure job and a comfortable lifestyle or to take a chance and go to move to Atlanta and work and work for Jesse and Sarah. And so she documented that from the very time where she had the idea where she wrote it down and then she sent Jesse a DM after reading his book. And Jesse got back to her and was like, look, we're not really looking for this right now. We don't really need anyone like an intern. And she was like, oh, okay, like, thank you for responding. And then a couple weeks later, he, he was having a book signing in New York. And like, she's filming herself the entire time. She's like, so Jesse's coming up here and having a book signing in New York. She's like, you know what this means? We get to meet Jesse. So she made this whole like life resume and created it and, and personalized it to Jesse and got to meet him there and like gave him the personal thing. And then Jesse emailed her and was like, hey, look, like actually something came up and like we could actually use like young life, like a young intern, you know, in our building. And she like they exchanged some emails and then like, do you mind hopping on a Zoom call with Sarah and I later? And she was like, oh, absolutely. And then he got back to her and was like, actually, can you do it in like a couple hours? And she was like, yes, I can. And like she was documenting herself like before the Zoom call. She's like, oh my God. She's like, I'm just so nervous. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to mess this up. She's like, I really, really, really want this internship. And then like while she's like documenting herself, like the phone, she's documenting on her phone and like her computer rings and it's them on the FaceTime. And she like looks at the phone, and like sets the phone there. And like, this is not cut. This is all raw footage. And she presses like answer. And then it shows like the Zoom call and then like, it was just so cool. And then basically they were saying like, yeah, you can come intern for us. Like the only thing is you would need to move to Atlanta. And like basically you'll be doing stuff that you'll just be doing whatever, but like you'll get to see how two like successful entrepreneurs, like, you know, how they live their life. And then she was like, oh my God, thank you. Like, yes, I would love to. I would love to move to Atlanta. And then she basically accepted the internship and then she hung up the phone. And then the best part was just like the raw emotion and the excitement that she had like after she got it. And then like just seeing her just be so excited was just it it excited me to see how excited she was and like the rest of that first episode just shows her like getting ready and like and it ends on like her like arriving to Atlanta and there's five episodes and we just got to see the first one and 
it was all I wanted to do was watch the second episode. Like I didn't really care about the main event after. All I wanted to do was watch the second episode. And like everyone stood up and like cheered. And I just remember like I didn't feel motivated. Like I felt inspired. Like she knew what she wanted. She got clear on what she wanted. And then she made it happen. Like she knew, like she documented it because she knew that she was going to get it. And like after the episode was over, like Jesse brought her on stage and she talked for a little bit. She was like, oh, I'm kind of nervous. She's like, this is actually the first time I've ever been on a stage in a crowd this big and speak. And she was like, just thank you so much for listening. She's like, I've been working on this for like a year. She's like, this is not even the final version. She's like, we're still editing this. And she was like, I'm really big on speaking things to existence. So, and she did it right there and she called her shot again. She's like, I believe like this time next year, a streaming platform will see this and want to, you know, boost it out to everyone. And it was like, she did the same thing. She's doing the same thing again. She's calling her shot. She's going to document it. And I am, she's going to do it. Like, I've never seen anything better than this. All I wanted to do was watch episode two. So when I got home that Thursday night, like, I was just so inspired by her. Like, I was like, I was all in on Amanda McCray. And like, I looked her up on YouTube and she doesn't even have much of like a following. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, why is this girl, like, she's going to be a superstar. And I like watched one of her YouTube videos and it is her doing the same thing again, her calling her shot to work for this brand. And she personalized the message. It, she goes into so much detail. Like the move she makes is so intentional and so layered. And during this YouTube video, she said something that I just, I loved. I literally stopped the video. I played it like four times again to like write it down and get to what this quote she said. And this quote she said was, I'm just obsessed with the fact that we can come up with things and then take the steps to make them come into real life. And that's what she's doing. And I am all for that. And that's one of the main things I believe. Like I grew up with my mom telling me, like, if you can think it, you can achieve it. Like you actually have to visualize it, get clear on exactly what you want, and then just take action and things will work out. And that's what she said too. She's like, it's crazy. Like you can just have these thoughts. And like, once you get clear on exactly what you want and you start taking action, like things will get clear for you. Like God will help you out. Things will start falling into place. Like people will come into your life and like help you out. And that's what she did. And she documented the whole thing. Like she didn't do that to like for like personal like accolades and personal like growth. She did this to basically have a case study, you know, like she, that's what she, and I told her that the next day, like I saw her the next morning, like I'm not big on like going up to people and like fanboying. And it just happened to be perfect. Like me and her literally just beside each other at like the, the merch tent looking at these sweatshirts. And I looked over to her. I was like, oh my God. And then I was like, hey, like I don't usually do this. I was like, but you inspired me last night. And it was just so, and she was just so genuine too. And I told her, I was like, you were like, you inspired me because like you were a case study. Like you proved to everyone, like you were not, you weren't successful at that time. And you were like, I want to do this. You got clear on what you did. You took action and you documented the whole thing to like prove to your peers that like, hey, like if I can do it, it's possible for you too. And all this proved to me was like these thoughts that I keep having, these thoughts that you keep having, like God is giving us these thoughts for a reason. Like if you keep thinking of something and you want something like just get clear on it and then start taking action. And I promise you things will start happening. People will come into your life to help you. I feel like God in the universe will help you achieve that thing. Like God is giving us these visions for a reason. He needs us to take action on these things so we can go and help those people. Like God gave Amanda that vision. She got clear on exactly what she wanted. She took action. She documented the whole thing. And now she's inspiring me. Like God gave her that vision. She did. She answered the call. She took action. And now she's helping so many people, she doesn't even realize what that message, what she created, 
how that, how much that impacted me. And just the speaking it into existence, like she truly believes in what she's doing. She truly believes that she can accomplish what she sets her mind to. And it is just so just inspiring to see somebody actually live out what they say they're going to do. And honestly, like it's changed the way I'm going to live my life now. Like, honestly, I'm going to do the same things she did to Jesse. I'm going to do the same thing to her. And I want to get her on my podcast because I want to know her full story and like how her mind works, like how she even thought of this. And so I'm about to do the same thing to her. And I'm like, she did on the stage when she spoke it into existence. I'm speaking it into existence right now. I'm going to personalize. I don't even care how long it takes. Like I'm going to personalize messages to send to her to try to get her on this podcast because I want to know how her mind works. I think she has a beautiful mind. And I think that if people can just hear the message she has and the the mission that she's on, it could just help so many people. So I'm doing the same thing she did. I'm speaking it into existence. So if you're still listening, thank you. And the main thing I want to leave you with is if you can think it, like you can achieve it. Like these thoughts in your head, these visions that you keep having, God is giving you these visions for a reason. Like there are other people depending on you to act on those visions. Like it's not just you, like it's bigger than you. Like other people are depending on you. Like I needed Amanda to do that. Like I needed Amanda to take action on that vision she had and create that little series that she did. I needed that. Like she does, she didn't know when she was working that I needed that, but I did. And those visions that you have right now, like there's other people depending on you to do that. So just take action and things will get clear. Things will fall in place. People will come in your life and help you. I believe that. I truly believe that. The main thing is, is you have to believe too, though. Like speak it into existence. Don't be afraid to fail. Like, don't be afraid to fail. So with that, thank you. I love and appreciate each of you. And I'll see you all next week.